Yeah. You know what? My YouTube history, because I'm always searching for like movie quotes and things like that, it could probably come off as a little bit weird yeah. if I had, but you're supposed to like clear that, right? I think so. Speaking I don't of think history. I have for like 19 years. <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode 83 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Mossack, Anthony, and Stephen. Hello guys. What's going on, fellas? Hey, it's good to be back around the table. Fun times. Yeah, it's fall, man. It's getting a little chilly, getting nice and crisp. The yard's popping. Nice, deep, rich green. Well, I think your yard's popping. Mine looks like a dead straw because of the <laughs> drought over here. But, you know. And I got mine uh, aerated, so I got all these little turds everywhere. Mm, oh, that's nice. great. <laughs> that's great. That's really good for it. Yeah, I love the spring will pop up really nice. I love the yard turds. That's my favorite part of the uh, the season when it's there. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're sharing about our favorite things about fall, I thought I would ask you guys, has there anything you've has there been anything you've ever come across on the internet or perhaps maybe just mundanely searching Google where you've been like, hmm, I wonder how that ended up there and why am I looking at this? Has there been anything like that you can remember recently or, you know? I think all my Googling now is on my work computer. Okay. So, no. And would that search history be something that anybody would be, uh, you know, worried about? No, it'd just be Amazon. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> That's a really loaded question, Anthony. It is um, a really loaded the question. The internet is a wild place. So I am legit sitting there with my kids today. I got home from work. They're running around screaming and yelling, and I'm just like, oh, whatever. So I go to Google News, and I'm just sifting through today's headlines, and I come across, like, the lifestyle section or whatever it is, like the health. It was the health section of Google News, and I find this article. This is the title of the article. Are you ready for this? I lived, dated, and had sex in a van for four years. Here are the answers to six questions people ask me. Always ask me, what on God's green earth is that about? Well, I, I don't know if you know this, but I've gone down the uh, YouTube uh, rabbit hole of converting conversion vans into living spaces. Oh, you have? Yes. So that's probably the first thing that came to my mind. So, <laughs> so has this actually been a topic of the YouTube videos? Like, what? how do you uh, no, get it's down just like the van? People like, well... We'll basically strip apart like a Mercedes like delivery van. Okay, and they'll make a kitchen, a bedroom, oh. bathroom. Man, the pandemic's hit a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. This just sounds like it's trying to rake. You know, this, this, is, normalize, this is before the pandemic. Normalizing homelessness. You is think what it so? sounds like? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was intrigued though. Until like, <laughs> until you until you said sex, and then it's like, well, yeah. I mean, but there's really good advice in here. Like, you know, have a pecan close by and other weird things. A pecan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, hmm. you know, it's probably like... For deposits? I, uh, I have no idea. All I know is this is a legit article that is suggested for me on a regular Google feed. Not like anything that I've been searching or anything. Speaking it's just a history. regular Google News. <laughs> and this is on there. <laughs> I mean... Really, like, is that what the world's coming to? You know, like, why well, do I want to see a news article about that? Is that really like what people are interested in? It's like, am I interested? Man. That, you know, news is an antiquated source well, of it's information. Lifestyle, so, uh, I mean, I know, but really, come on. What's more lifestyle than homelessness? Do you know what the first thing I thought? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> do you know the first thing I thought of was though the what? Saturday Night Live sketch of Matt Foley <gasps> living in a van, in a down, van by the- <laughs> down by the river? Yes, that that's- one. 
So, Stephen, when you were converting vans or thinking about <laughs> converting vans, well, this goes that uh, Michael and I have this plan, and we're going to get like a like some sort of a small bus, okay, and convert it into like a tailgate bus, Ooh, okay. Nice. And so that's where these that's where these videos kind of conjured from. If you guys ever do make a tailgate bus, I hope that you will invite me. Maybe not after my, no. uh, you know, my Google searching and my article. But if you do, I would not like to see your history. Yeah, you know what? My YouTube history, because I'm always searching for like movie quotes and things like that. It could probably come off as a little bit weird yeah. if I had, but you're supposed to like clear that, right? I think so. Speaking I don't of think history, I have for like 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of history, conception yeah. of Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, guys, the takeaway from this article that you both were not very enthused with is just this. It's sex in a van is pretty much the same as it is outside a van, but there's much less headroom. Mm. Okay, that's a direct quote from the article. So I just thought our listeners might appreciate that particular piece of advice there is because usually under the bed is the, they, they call it the garage area okay where they have their inverters and their water tanks ah. and their storage for outdoor gear yeah. that's why there you go <laughs> so it doesn't sound very sanitary <laughs> the whole thing sounds like a mess to me like and i can't believe like my kids are running around the living room and i'm reading about this like, right. it just felt right. weird big question sprinter van or like a promaster what are you going with I think Dodge actually has a contract with Mercedes that they're all Mercedes. Ah, and I okay. think that happened to a certain year. And so you, the big ones are those, I think it's like the 144 inch or whatever with the four by four. Those okay. are like the big boys yeah. or the dually version of that. Right on. But yeah, I think up to a certain point Dodge was selling them, but they're all were Mercedes based. Okay. Which is kind of weird. I'm going to go with the Sprinter because yeah. that's what the lady it had looks better. as a Sprinter. So <laughs> the lady in the article had a Sprinter. It looks better, and that's yeah. cool. You know, yeah, a little more streamlined. Yeah. Right. I know what to expect now that I read the article. You know, yeah. yeah. We can do a deep dive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Anthony, did we have any uh, reviews this week? We did. We had a new Facebook um, review, and this one comes to us from Justin West. And he said, love the stories, love the notes on the whiskeys, and love how down-to-earth Anthony and Steven are. They seem like the kind of guys they could sit down and share a bottle with. Oh, we share a bottle? bottle. Dear Lord. Happy uh, to tilt one back if you're ever in Northwest Indiana. Well, guess what? We're coming to Indiana. Nice. (laughs) And if anyone else wants a shout-out, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook, and we'll get to you next time we record. So, gentlemen, for this week... We have a luxury bottle. Ooh. Luxury. Ooh. Lux. Something you can't find on any shelf. Ah. I'm uh, really excited now. We have a bottle of uh, Knob Creek Night Year. <laughs> <laughs> you fooled me there. So this uh, is a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Knob Creek Small Batch Bourbon, which is distilled by the Jim Beam or Beam Suntory Distillery. The bottle date is 2021. The ABV is 50%. Proof is 100. This is age stated at nine years. The mash bill is 77% corn, 13% rye, and 10% malted barley. That is the Knob Booker's mash bill. And the MSRP is $29.99. Nice. So Knob Creek did a recent switch. Knob Creek did a recent switch to their bottle and design. And this one looks like it's been hammered with like a, like a, you know, like a, 
some kind of some kind of ball peen hammer there. It's really neat, really <laughs> grippy too. Like it yeah, yeah like there's it's a little indentations all around it. Yeah, I mean it's it's unique. It's really really neat. But I hate the new design for some reason. It's just not aesthetic to me. It's wavy. You don't see that 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 juice is clear in my opinion. I mean, you get a lot of the reflecting re- reflecting light rather, and it's it's neat. But man, something about that short, thicker Knob Creek like bottling design just had me at hello. It feels really good though when you pick it up. It was um, a very classy, and I remember, didn't we? What did we try one time? I think we tried a twelve year. It was a pick. It was a pick yeah. or a pick or a twelve year. I can't remember what we tried, but I know that that time was well right around the time they were switching this to this taller, more wavy, as you mentioned. Why do you think they do this? You know, like, because I feel like their marketing has been all over the place. Like, they've changed labels a whole bunch. May have a lot to do with the the the, the demand for for bottles, right? I mean, the glass shortage. Maybe they can. Maybe this is a less a lesser quality glass, or and less they can, expensive maybe, to produce, right? right? And they can hide the imperfections mm, by making it wavy. Possibility, but I just know that there's there's been wild a uh, lot of changes with Knob Creek after not having any changes mm-hmm. for the longest time. Then they went through like. Three different designs, I feel like, before they settle on this one. Four Roses or Maker's Mark had an email send out that they're repurposing their glassware. Oh, really? So what they're doing is they're they're chumming everything up. They're they're breaking everything down, melting down the glass, and then and then doing everything in house because of the pricing of the of the, of the glassware. It's been just been insane. Really? So, so distilleries are now making their own bottles. Is I can't remember saying? if it was Four Roses. It was or Maker's Makers. Mark. I think I read I think the email. It was Makers. Yeah. It came out recently. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it was oh, Makers. Man. I was a little confused by like, like bring your bottles or was it that? Yeah, yeah. yeah they encourage you to bring it back, you know. And I, I guess blame them. I got this Willow bottle they can have. <laughs> hey, melt down the pot still, make it into some maker's bottles. Yeah. We're all good. I'm, I'm go. sure somebody can make a candle out of that. For there you me. go. Yeah, a candle no or, a, or a lamp. So um, I'm sure you gentlemen know this, but I'm tell our listening audience this just in case people aren't aware. This is actually one of four of Jim Beam's key, what they call the small batch series products. The others are Basil Hayden's. I know that's a fan favorite. Uh, we've talked about how much we love Basil Hayden's. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's just a little tongue in cheek there. Um, if you like 80 proof, then it's Baker- <laughs> <laughs> Baker's and Booker's and, of course, Knob Creek. I think we previously on this show had reviewed um, Jim Beam Distiller's Cut. We did a bottle of Booker's. I think we did a Knob Creek 12-year 100 and the Basil Hayden Toast. That that's sounds about right. You know, I think that's what we hit on these. And so um, I guess sort of thinking about this, this is actually a banner year for Knob Creek. Do you guys know why? Anniversary of some sort? They just released a, a, a new brand commemorating that. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a Basil Hayden brand. I think a, a th- new a new a new release rather. I think so, and I'm not sure which one that was. I can't remember which one it is, but I do also know that they released uh, which which uh, age state it was a eighteen eighteen that that little box. Yeah, box it's like an outline, cool looking outline yeah, box. Cool, very modern. Yeah, that's like a, I think that's um, and I don't know if they've ever released anything that old. Um, but I'm hoping to grab a bottle of that. Maybe we can review that in the future. But that was explicitly, I think, for the 30th anniversary. Are you saying, so Knob Creek had a celebration, an an anniversary, but they decided to do something with Basil Hayden? To commemorate that, it's a a new Hardens Creek line. Oh, Oh, that's right. It's a two-year product. 
two I year. Did, I did yeah. see that, and I think that I remember it reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a two year bourbon. <laughs> it's a two year bourbon. <laughs> um, but a two year bourbon isn't that far fetched for, for today's market, right? I mean, I think they're just following the 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 lines in that. That's oh no, and I was a big buyer of the single barrels too. But I remember that even back when. Um, I first started drinking bourbon, and I wasn't a connoisseur or anything else. I just liked the taste of whiskey. So there were a couple of bottles I had, and Knob Creek was usually one of those that I would go for because it felt premium, right? It felt like a premium offering, and um, we're talking like back in the mid-2000s. But, yeah, we got spoiled really quick with those single-barrel picks. Man, they went, I mean, especially if you're looking at age statements yeah. and price point, age statement and price point, you can't hardly beat it. Then, yeah. I mean, $50 for a 12-year single-barrel, yeah. I mean, they, they dumb it down to 120 But, I mean. But they got smart like a lot of these uh, a lot of these companies now. They, they're demanding money for their products. And ultimately, I mean, I don't want to get in a big philosophical debate, but have you guys seen the prices of some other um uh, what I'll call everyday bourbons lately. I mean, not necessarily everyday <laughs> bourbon in, in, in this uh, example, but Peerless, man, they've been charging over $100 for a two-year rye for a couple of years now. Yeah. But, I mean, you seen the price of Russell's? It's uh, gone outrageous. Yeah. It's like 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So For the pick, right? Yeah. So I, pick. I, I don't even know, like, what to do with that. But then I think to myself, if they're still, like, allowing you to get not Which is absurd stuff, because yeah. I remember when they were... Just months ago, that store did a pick of theirs, and it sat forever at what eighty. Oh yeah, and now it's a hundred. Oh, it's crazy! <laughs> it's just insane. I mean, it sat forever. I mean, I feel like Heaven Hill started moving that bar for like their everyday product a while back and saying we're going to charge more, and everybody's following suit now. And I don't know. You I really going like to put that on Heaven Hill? I think they're just trying to keep pace with Daddy Size and Buffalo Trace. I don't know because Buffalo Trace products seem like they're. Uh, I mean, we got a little breakout here, a little a uh, little bit of a side topic, and I like this. Is is what is a value? I guess when we taste this one, we'll see if it's a value. But like, you still get a regular Buffalo Trace on the shelf for what twenty five, thirty bucks, and it's supposed to be six to eight year old bourbon. Well, should we go for our first notes? You know, for this little hundred hundred proof bottle, I'm sure you're getting a lot of ethanol. It's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, but there's also a lot going on. There's like a dry, astringent, cherry forward, um, typical bean funk, right? You get a little bit of that uh that, that, that peanut forward earthy, peanut forward cherry sweetness. On the nose, I I'm trying to find something bad and I I really can't other than it's, it's gonna hit you. Definitely noses up and proof. Yeah, definitely. Um and I'm my my things I'm picking out are a little bit of vanilla. Like Huge, a, a nutty vanilla. There you go. You, yeah. you guys both mentioned that I definitely get that oak and that vanilla. That's that's really it's hard for me to get past that. Maybe a little bit of something else, but I'm not sure what it is. There's a lot of there's a lot of rich allspice going on in there. Even I, I'd be so bold to say there's a little cinnamon pop in there too. I do, I do like the no, the nosing. Yeah, it's a, it is strong on the ethanol, but it is nice to nose. It's very rich. The, the, the notes that are there are rich. Yeah. All right, so a little bit of history on the Knob Creek, though. It's one of the earliest settlements in Tennessee. One of the first settlers were named... Tennessee. Um, yep. McCann. Is this the same one? Fane, McBee, and they were a self-sufficient community with several mills, a foundry, cotton spinning mill, blacksmith shops, post office schools, and churches. It was a really religious town until... Uh, until a railroad, the C and C and O railroad, was built through the middle of the community in 1905. That's no, actually the, cool. That's not named after a uh, 
like a person. It's right. more like a little region. There's a community in, in Tennessee. Yeah. Right? In, in, uh, when, I guess, is that when Kentucky's borders went further south? That's right. So Kentucky's founded in 1792, whereas in Tennessee was founded in 1796. But it uh, looks like, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of history behind Knob Creek brand, and uh, I'm sure it was probably named after that. But That's even uh, neater that, it's, that it was kind of like, in quote, Kentucky territory before it got, you know, the state lines were right, drawn. Kentucky was and, massive before, right. before, you know, we were settlers. about the Louisiana Purchase, right? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah. and so it's like they brought that from the, they brought that, that little regional name. And they made a distillery out right. of it. It's pretty neat. That's right. a little different than most stories. Yeah. yeah it's I like really it. neat. I don't have anything to add except for if... Well, this is geography-based, so I don't I expect it. I was going to say... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, if for some reason something is not correct, you're in good company, brother, because I mess it up all the time. So it's all good. <laughs> Should we go for our first taste? Oh, that punches up for sure. A little a little proofier than, than I'd imagine at 100 proof nut forward. Right, you got that beam, that kind of beam funk earthiness. Not a lot of uh, cane. Sh- there's a lot more cane sugar rather than top end sweetness. I, Not as much candy as I was. I would expect on the nose. I think the first thing I got was that that funk. It almost tasted green, oh, even yeah. though it's nine it's, years. That beam funk is is what we used. You know, well, I mean, what people call it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's earthy funkiness to it. That's just really. Atypical for of any bean product, right? You can yeah. find it in Booker's. You can find it in a lot of those old Knob Creek picks. If it wasn't drowned out by something else, say like cherries or that's or, crazy because normally we find that in a younger bourbon, mm-hmm. and it's weird that this is nine years. Well, this is more of a maturated version of that. I think that earthiness can kind of turn green or grassy, whereas this one kind of turn 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 the corner there, in my opinion. Yeah, I get. Um, <clears throat> it's almost like the. I've mentioned this note before, and hopefully I can recharacterize it. So if you eat shelled peanuts, but you have the skin of the peanut and that flavor that you get, which is almost a little bit bitter, but it's also peanutty. So that little bit that kind of sticks to your teeth and you're yeah. like picking out later yeah. and that bitterness and that's drawn with it. 13% rye. This is a lot more spice than I would expect for 13% rye. You know, let's talk about peanuts. I went to Logan's last time. Oh, okay. And you know what they're doing now? They give you bags of peanuts at the door. To take I guess it with you? I guess a COVID. Oh. And I guess you take those to your table. Or, your, or Or they're like a souvenir to leave with. Oh, but man. you don't get the buckets of like communal peanuts anymore. Oh, and, throw it on the, and there's nothing on the ground. Shame on them for letting us not spread diseases. I agree. Right. They, they should have held it a core. That's what they should have done. Do we know <laughs> Five Guys? Is Five Guys still holding that down? Or are they still doing the big bin of peanuts that you can scoop out at the beginning when you get your burger or not? You know, I don't know. I've been Five Guys in a long time. I haven't either. No, I think it's, it's a, some a reason, damn good burger. I'd, I'd be more apt to get a bucket of Luggins peanuts before I stick my hands in that bucket of peanuts <laughs> at Five Guys. Man, I don't know. It's just <laughs> placement or something. But uh, me, I, I, I don't know. I'm well, never going I think for Five it. Guys might be more than you're going to cost. You're going to spend more than Luggins. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I might. mean, hey, great burger though, man. Yeah, yeah. great, great burger. I'm oh, not going to sure. diss them on anything other than peanuts, man. More sanitary than peanuts, bro. So, gentlemen. Would you pass, try, or buy on the Knob Creek nine-year hundred-proof bourbon? 
it's gonna be a, a a big buy for me, man. I mean, for for an everyday drinker, hundred proofer, uh, it's not gonna blow your socks off. I think it's a great entry level um, whiskey for for those of you who may be proof sensitive or or know somebody that may be proof sensitive. Uh, great in the cocktail, great uh, great characteristics, right? You can get a lot of those the, the top end cherries, that weird earthy uh, beam funk uh, to 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 follow where it's at a hundred proof and drinking up. So I think it's a I think it's a great all around bourbon it's gonna be hard to find anything to say about about it i remember back in the day when we would always joke about knob creek and there and everyone had a pick and everything and and uh i remember for all of us when we had that we did that pick episode of theirs we were all kind of like not shocked but we really enjoyed it yeah and uh i'm gonna have to say i'm I'm probably gonna be a buy on this um pretty much for everything mossick said uh price you can taste it tastes fine i'd be happy with this i don't know if i'm gonna pay a lot at a restaurant for it but just at home, just kicking it, I say I say buy it. All right. Well, uh, you know, we're known for one thing here at the mashup, and it's controversy. So <laughs> I am actually going to be a very, very controversial person You're on this. Trade okay? So what do you, you know, think you can get? You know, we know there's people that like st- start with like a, a paperclip and end up getting like a car. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what yeah. are you going to trade up for this? I'm going to trade this for mellow corn. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. It's been a long time since I've had the standard Knob Creek, uh, the small batch. This is what they've called their flagship product and everything else. And I think that I'm a product of that era where we got too many picks that were too well-aged. And I got used to drinking them. I think at one time I had eight, eight picks that were open that were between 12 and 16 years old. And I got so used to how great those tasted that it's kind of hard for me to go back. And I know I sound like a massive snob now, but like for this one, the earthiness to it and a lot of the, there's a lot of things I like about it. But I'll tell you this, I've been on record saying that if aliens came down from outer space and said, what does bourbon taste like? I would have handed them one of those Knob Creek picks and said, this is what bourbon tastes like. So I'm not dissing the brand or anything, but for this one, it just fell short for me. Like it just doesn't match up with my palate well for whatever reason. And so if I'm thinking about a $30 bourbon that I'm going to buy, I have others that I prefer. So I would probably pass on this one. So you're grabbing a Weller from the back of Total Wine. (laughs) If I can get me some uh, Weller Special Reserve for $22.99 bottle. Yeah. (laughs) It might be from 2017, but I might be getting one of those. So could be old juice. Um, you know. Yeah, I don't usually would would diverge like that, but I just um, this for whatever reason just fell a little bit short for me. Nah, and I, I mean, that's, that's being a little too critical, no, I guess. No, of a no, no. I think bottle. I think you're I think you're 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 absolutely on point there with the maturated Knob Creek picks. And everybody did have one. It was kind of a joke, right? I mean, they were yeah, priced right. at forty five fifty bucks. We joked about it all the time. It was yeah. so available. The maturated. I mean, Kroger. I think I. Who knows? I mean, yeah, Kroger had 13, total 14 wine picks had total wine. Yeah. And yeah. now, yeah. look, if they had any of those barrels sitting around, like if the, if Total Wine had been Bogarting their Knob Creek pick for 14, 13, 12 year, yeah. and they put it out right now, it'd be gone in, in moments. Mm-hmm. There'll be posts yeah. about it. There'll be the, the taters lining up. Uh, gone are those days. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we were in a glut era of Knob Creek, right, in a way. Yeah. 
And it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Oh, and it was man. so hard to pay. And this is kind of the reasoning behind uh, my, my disdain for, for modern pricing uh, then, right, was because, I mean, why am I going to spend X amount of dollars on an eight gear when I can go yeah. to the store right here? It's a 14-year Knob Creek pick for 60 bucks. You oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was, you know, those were really good days. Yeah. And I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head. So you're going to pass, Robert? What are you going to do? I'm gonna, I think I'm going to pass. I really oh, do. I think pass. I'm going to click pass. Which is uh, but you gotta say if you were out in like a cabin, and had a nice rocks glass with some ice. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that you don't I, enjoy. I'm just saying it. You're I would, saying I would, for I the money. Reach, so, know. like, uh, I think about other things that are in the price range. So, Four Roses makes you know that small batch that's not the cast strength one. Um, it's like ninety some proof. You know, Elijah Craig's ninety four proof. Uh, Buffalo good. Trace. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff in the category to where I'm when I'm doing my assessment, I'm comparing it to those things, and I feel like I'd rather have those. Sure. And so I'm not saying this is bad. Well, I'm I just mean, saying that I would pass on it because it's just not hitting the palette right for me. That's all. Also, a lot of people probably have access to more Buffalo Trace products. I yeah. mean, not not saying that that people don't have access to this thirty dollar right quick now. nine, right? Uh, but if you're on the edge, if you ever pass this bottle up in the store, man, it's a thirty dollar bottle nine. Creek is only 100 proof. Hey, man, go ahead and pull the trigger, right? I mean, try yeah. next to your Buffalo Trace at 90 proof. Try it against your 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 Four Roses products, any, any competitor, and I think this will ring true for you. <laughs> Definitely get that beam funk. Definitely something you need to have on your bar. I know I was tailgating, tailgating, hopping over the weekend, and I got to one of them and uh, tried some bourbons, and uh, there's just a simple BT bottle, yeah. and it's just so good. Yeah, it, there it, was nothing. It was just a bottle, no pick. It was just the smell, noticing it and tasting it was so good. It depends on what you're in the mood for, too, I think. And I sometimes do prefer that. Like, that's just what I'm in the mood for. I also will say one nice thing about this. This would definitely stand up very nicely and probably complement cocktails oh, way yeah. better than some oh, of those old yeah. ones. So. Maybe it's just that a sipping bourbon I'm I'm feeling the way. I well, am. and if we're talking about tasting and perception, your perception at the game was probably surrounded by people you love, people you really care for, some some really good people that was having good times. Hey man, try this. I seen your podcast. You know, I'm a big fan here. Have a form of Buffalo Trace, <laughs> and that plays a lot into into our perception of whiskey in general, right? I mean, I've I've remembered like vividly having really visceral reaction to this specific pour, and then I had it. Like by myself in a neutral setting at the house at the igloo and just safe, be like, man, this place. wasn't this wasn't like when I cracked it, cracked it, you know, myself up to be, yeah. And that plays a lot lot into it. Like if you if you if your dopamine endorphins are are really high in a certain setting, and you're and you're really vibing, and this whiskey is just hitting every every spot. You know, and, yeah. and your environment, you, you can have a lot of, of, of control on how you're perceiving a specific spirit. And I think that's that's also something to keep in mind moving forward for all you listeners. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat. Keep it neat.